Absolutely. We handpicked those songs for a purpose. We want to get your eyes off this stinking world and on Almighty God. He's a mighty God. Mighty. Not only mighty, He's great and mighty. Okay, well, we got some different things lined up for you today, obviously. Rod dubbed this Throwback Sunday because we brought the girls back up. Uh, most of you probably don't even know Ruth and Beth and Shauna sang together. They did that years, years, years ago when we started the church. <sighs> Who needs exercise class? We just need to sing this song again. The message got some different twists here and there throughout, and I've got to make this announcement to our streamers. Uh, if you're home and sick, I'm glad you can stream. I really do. But if you're just home... You're going to miss it because i got to turn everything off for about 10 to 12 minutes later on in the service because we're not allowed to show what we're going to do. So what I'm saying is you got time to still come to church and see. Streaming good, but don't let it take its place of being in the house of Almighty God. Don't, don't do it. Don't, don't, don't do that. But we do, Pastor Jason and I, and I know Rod also has already want to say thank you to the guys. At least a dozen guys gave up their whole Saturday. Some even uh, sons had ball games that they passed over just so they could help us put playground, which has been a dream for Ruth, for my Ruthie for, oh my gosh, years and years and years to have the playground. So we're so thankful to have that. Adam, how about taking us before the Lord, please? Ooh, glory, glory, glory. Sometimes I get amazed at what God does because of kind of the weird person I am. I just still can't. Uh, where'd I go? Okay. Uh, don't let the Lord, or don't let the enemy rob you of your shout and glorify God. And we have let him uh, rob us of our dance and getting excitement for, exciting for God uh, to give God the glory. Uh, just jumping up and down is what I would call... Uh, dance. I can't even believe that uh, still have the energy to do that. But, um, but I love it. I love getting pumped and excited for God. It's not show. It's not say, okay, let's all just jump. It's stupid. If you're going to do that, we'll jump you right out of the church and, and keep going. But it's just a form of worship and excitement for Almighty God. Uh, I used to jump around and act like a fool watching professional people, sports, who could care less if I lived or died. So the whole idea of this morning's message is, comes from something that I had preached a long time ago, and I was reminded by it. Um, obviously, I'm not preaching as much as I used to, but the last few times I've been trying to direct the church back into the supernatural power of Almighty God. Start looking, quit just coming here and expecting the American church experience. Uh, I don't want that. I have never wanted that. Now, I know there's all kind of evil forces and the enemy and everything trying to suppress us back in the stage, a little box and be quiet. But we've got to have the supernatural power of God. And years ago, you used to almost have to try to explain to the people that bad times are coming. Well, do I got to do that now? Do I have to try to explain to you that there's an antichrist spirit in America and that our nation is now no longer the nation it used to be? I mean, it's obviously that, right? It's obviously. So it comes from that. Got something different later on. A few things actually different. 
Uh, the title of this message might be long, but it has a, a good point. It says, just a glance into the universe resizes everything. Just a glance into the universe will resize everything. In other words, there are probably hundreds of Goliaths right now screaming in people's lives. Whether it's a financial one, health, mental sickness, drug addiction, you name it, divorce, children missing. When it, it seems like every other day now where somebody's child is missing and it's all local. Do you know just a few weeks ago we had a high-speed police chase right through the backfield of the church? Oh, yeah, it was caught on video. when Somebody had one of them doorbell rings flying through the field and the police after him. It's just, it's all over. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. So what I want to do is to focus us on God. Now listen what the Word of God says, and I know that what I'm going to try to do is darn near impossible. That's why I have different thoughts and different ideas to try to help you and I grab what I'm trying to say, because it's so hard for us to grab it just by words. And the first opening text to me explains it all. 2 Corinthians 9.15 simply says, Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. Now, how about you come up here and take a turn and try to describe something indescribable? And that's what I'm attempting to do today. Mm. Indescribable. How do you do that? And you look that up in Webster. Webster gives you great deep intellect. He says that which cannot be described. So what I'm going to describe to you is something that cannot be described. Today, So you can figure out my uh, ability to do that is Neil, and so we're counting on Almighty God. But great and mighty is Almighty God. And this great and mighty Almighty God wants to be influential in your everyday life. Everyday life. Not just for 40 minutes on Sunday. So Matthew 16, 13 says this to us. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, that's you, it's you and me saying, whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Who am I to you? Now, I know you're probably all primed and pumped to give me your churchy answers. But seriously, what normally would you say during the course of life? Whom do men say that I am? And they had their churchy answers. I mean, you know, just like you, that's how they were. They kind of knew sort of what God was saying. And that's what... You are now. You're sitting there. You're having a kind of an idea where I'm going. And they said, well, some of you say, thou art John the Baptist. It's a good Christian answer. You know, I go, yeah, okay, that's a pretty nice, nice answer. Some say Elias. And others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And so they're spitting out all this stuff like you would to me, maybe, if we had a conversation. But the Lord is saying to you again today, who do you say? Who do you say that I am? Not what you heard someone say. Who am I to you? So that's your question today. You have to answer that. And how you answer that determines what your God is to you. He is. It really does. So Jesus is asking us, who or how do you see me today, right now, this Sunday morning? How do you see me? Well, 
You might say, kind of like I have at times with all the crazy lawlessness and the demise of our once great nation and all the heartaches, funerals even this week, heartaches, heartaches, seeing people's uh, lives crushed unexpectedly in this world. Our children seem to be taken captive anytime the enemy comes up with a new thought, new idea, new drug, new habit, new something, and they fall for it. And then it says it, it seems like when this stuff happens that our Lord starts to shrink. Some even, I heard even uh, people say, where is God? What's going on? Why would God let this happen? And God seems to start to shrink as these uh, mounting problems rise up. And, and now it really does, to me it does anyway, it feels like our nation is having all the joy sucked out of it. Years ago, we'd have a blast gathering and watching a football game, and these buddies might like this team, and this buddy might like that team. It was just a blast and fun, and all these buddies now are kind of like sick of it. They don't even want to see it anymore, or even come anymore, because of what's been happening. Sucked right out. We're ruining marriage. Marriage is ruined. We're not ruining it. It's ruined. The family life, Ruined. Christmas, they went after Christmas a few years, trying to ruin that, and now they got this cancel culture going on. And with all this stuff going on, I stumbled across the scripture, Isaiah 24-7, this is what it seems like. It says, the new wine mourneth, the vine languish, and all the merry-hearted do sigh. I don't hear a lot of joy bouncing around in America. It seems like, I don't care what you are politically, in fact, I wish nobody was political, it seems like one group is actually attempting to destroy our nation. And they probably are. And it seems like they want to. So it's like, how did all this, uh, we, are, we do live in America, right? This is still America. But it's, it's, everything is so different. So with all this stuff you're constantly bombarded with, your Lord seems to start to shrink. It just does. And the general tendency for American Christians is really not to have a great expectation of Almighty God. We have sort of a reverence, yeah. Yeah, Jesus. Uh -huh. Easter's coming. So we have a group of people in our nation, and church is no better. I mean, we're just not any better. To underestimate the Lord Jesus, and underestimate, unhonor, to ascribe him a measure of respect. Yeah, the Lord. You know, that kind of stuff. It's just the way we are. Respect of honor, but it's far too short of the honor Amen. of how, who he really is. That's why he says to you, whom say you that I am. Individual. Remember we always tell you he's a personal savior. He did come to save the world, but he's going to get right in your face and say, uh, excuse me, who do you say that I am? Well, I think you're, you're pretty good. We love you and we honor you. and ah, You're missing it. We're missing it as a nation, or we're certainly missing it as a church, and our nation suffers from it. So then the Bible says the wine mourneth, the grapes withereth, and the people sigh. 
because the anointing of God seems to be drying up. The power of God seems to be driving up, drying up. The exuberant worship and love of live for God no matter what seems to be drying up. And so here we are. That's where we are this morning. Whom do you say I am? And I can imagine the Lord's head snapping to this side. All of a sudden, Peter shouts, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God! He's like, what? What? I mean, can you see Peter? I mean, I wish I was a Peter. I probably have been, Peter would shout it, and I'd say, yeah, probably like that. But there goes Peter. Off he goes. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. So this entire message came from another time, years and years ago. I was trying to figure it out, and I can, at least 20 years ago. I'm not even sure if we were in this sanctuary. I think we were. And I was shaving or something, and, and the, the weight of the ministry and life in general, and not even counting your own family, just the weight of everything, building stuff and ministering and funerals and people sick. And, and so I got this 12-inch square skylight. I don't know why I didn't put it in there, 12-inch. And I killed the lights as I was, thought I was done and happened to look up. And I thought, man, it looks pretty cool out there. Starlit night, kind of one of those nights where the moon was somewhat bright, and I just kind of sat down and looked at that. And I felt impressed, not a voice. I felt impressed that the Lord say, go outside. So I went outside, walked out, and looked as far as I could see. The heavens were declaring the glory of Almighty God. The problem is we spend our life looking through a 12-inch scope of God, so busy, so worn out, we don't even hear God say, come outside and take a look at me. See how great and mighty I am. And I did, and I went out, and I'm telling you, it was like, what am I worried about? What am I concerned about? But you know life. We can have down the road. I'm backing. We got this vision again. We just do. Because it's a spiritual battle. The enemy does not ever want you to get a glimpse of Almighty God and who He is. And that was just a glimpse of how powerful and who God is. So, with that in mind, Psalms 29.4 says this. The voice of the Lord is powerful. Just His voice is powerful. The voice of the Lord is powerful. We took one cruise, and that was plenty for me. And it was. I didn't get sick. It was kind. Everything went nice. It was beautiful. And I can't remember the scripture, but I know it's in there talking about the voice of the Lord is on the waters. And we were way out there, just way out there. And I was somewhat by myself. And the, the water changes colors. It's pretty out there. And that's the scripture I thought. And I thought, look at this. Scripture declares it. And it's almost as if I can hear the voice of God on the waters. Not my voice. Not your voice. The voice of the Lord. It says the voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. Absolutely full of majesty. And you and I don't get that because we don't see him for who he is. 
We're unmoved at times. We kind of just sit around in church and, and, and click our pens and wonder when this is all going to be over or I got to go, ball game. I wonder if we're going to play. It's raining. It's just the way we are, and I hate how we are. Listen to Ephesians 1.18, and hopefully you can really, really hear this. It says, this is what we need. The eyes of, our, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened you need the eyes of your understanding enlightened this morning. You do, or you're not going to see. Amen. You're going to go away and say, mm, I don't know, yeah, that's pretty cool, nice. But you're not going to get it. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened, listen, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, that you may know what's going on. So you need your eyes of your understanding opened, not your natural eyes. Your eyes, your supernatural, your spiritual eyes of the glory of God, the majesty and the word of God, they need opened so you can see the indescribable. If that's not important to you, you won't see it. Verse 19 says, and what is the exceeding greatness of of his power. You see, when it's so difficult to explain, you've got to use these exceedingly greatness. You just can't say he's powerful. You've got to go, well, he's, he's, um, he's exceedingly great. He's unbelievably great. He is greatness as you try to describe the indescribable. So you've got to have a touch from God. You've got to have a touch from Spirit of Almighty God for, for you to go, hey, it's right. Or you'll live like this. We normally live like this. Most of us live like this. It's probably the way you live today. It's just like this. It's hard to break. The natural man, it's hard. The enemy loves his grip on your vision of God. He don't care if you go, yeah, Jesus, uh, yeah, Easter, Palm Sunday. <laughs> he doesn't care about that. <clears throat> Now look, let's look at it again. Same verse. New Living Translation, sometimes lights go off when you hear, read this. I love this. I pray, this is what I was telling the Lord today, for you and me. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand. And I even wrote in red, understand what? The confident hope he has given to those he called. That's a, something supernatural has to happen. For you to get that. Amen. The confident hope that he has given to those he called. His holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. Then he goes on and says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power. Amen. I don't know why I'm yelling. How do you... Read the greatness of God's power quietly. How do you do that nicely? The greatness of God. That needs shouted. It does. It just does. I, and, and so the writer to Ephesians is saying, you guys need this. You need to have a supernatural uh, penetration from God into these natural dumb minds because we just don't see it. We don't get it. And he says it. Um, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe Him. This is the same mighty 
power that God's talking about, that he has. So what's your problem today? You know, what's, what's sigh in you? Start comparing it to what I'm trying to describe, the indescribable, to your problem. Seriously. 97 is where the psalm came from. Psalms 97 says, The Lord reign. Let the earth rejoice. Let the multitude of the owls be glad thereof. Clouds and darkness are around about him. Do you understand that's what's going on now? This is real. Cloud and darkness are around about him. Righteousness and judgment are the habitation of his throne. A fire goeth before him. So you come before God, and, I, and I'm not trying to, yeah, I guess maybe I am trying to, to minimize your problem. Because he's not a Goliath. You take that problem before God, and fire goes before God. God, I got this. Oh, I guess I don't have a problem. Fire goes before God. Is that fake? Is that a lie? Is that some fairy tale that someone who wrote this book a long time ago says we'll keep millions of people bamboozled for years? Or is that true? Fire goes before God. That's what the Word of God says. The fire goes before him and burneth up his enemies round about. So what if we get close to the altar call and I say, bring your enemies up here. But in order for you to do that, whom do you say he is? Hallelujah. You understand, this whole key is by faith, not by sight. By faith. Yes, we are overwhelmed with problems. There isn't anything we can do. There really isn't. You might think you can. But if God says you're not going to breathe, you're not going to breathe. You're just not. And, and so... Bring those problems before God. Verse 4 says this, His lightnings enlighten the world. The earth saw and trembled. We've been in some boomers, right? When John's uh, L.A. Coast friends started coming back, they've never been into one. Boy, they heard something where it rattles the window of your house. It, and it's terrifying. It can be strong wind. We just had that strong wind the other day. And it's uh, nothing worse than unbelievable wind, and it's pitch dark, and you don't know where it is, what's happening. Is it a tornado? Is it about to take me to Mars? Is it, where is it? <laughs> right? And that's what happened. And it's like, oh, Lord. And it, to me, it was five in the morning. I'm just saying, Lord, keep us safe. Keep us safe. And you swear your house actually is, it actually, actually moves. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, just keep us safe. The truth. This is the God that you serve. This is the one that you're going to bring this problem to. Whatever it is. I told someone today, you know, I'm, going to, I'm getting tired of struggling with what's going to happen to me because I'm getting old now. Like, which way am I going to die? How am I going to die? Is this it? Is that it? Is this going to be it? I want to, whatever amount of years I have left, if it's half a year, half a second, I want to live being pumped to go to God, being pumped to go to heaven, not, not wondering how I'm going to get there, but the fact that I'm getting there. <laughs> I am way closer than a lot of you. 
So if I'm way closer than a lot of you, I should be a lot more pumped than most of you. I mean, I'm about to go there. I don't know. It could be eight days, eight years. I, I'm not even trying to be morbid. There's nothing wrong with me that I know of. That's not bad. Huh? There's all kind of <laughs> Turn the stream off. <laughs> I know there's all kinds of things wrong with me. But what I'm saying is, is we live, say, oh, this is it. Jeez, oh, nah, just, hey, I'm going. I mean, really, I'm going. That's like with the whole COVID thing. So you get it, you get it. So what? So what? If a COVID bus pulls up, and on the side of it it says COVID, but on the banner in front it says heaven, you're going to get on? We're going to heaven. Something's going to take you to heaven. COVID, no COVID, whatever. Something's going to take you. 19, 20, 18, COVID, whatever. Something's going to take you. Why be morbid about it? I'm going to the one who fire goes before him. I'm going to the one that says, great and mighty is he. I'm going to the one where it talks about streets of gold. I'm going to be one where we're going to have totally glorified body. Totally. I'm going to one where I'm going to see a bunch of friends that I haven't seen for a long time. I'm going to heaven and have my mind enlightened. I'm going to see Jesus like I've never saw him before. How could you be bummed? What is wrong with us? Here's what's wrong with us. This is it. This is all we see. I mean, what do you do? Uh, out there watching them guys, they're throwing sledges around. They're punting and they're punching things. I'm saying, you guys want a donut? <laughs> and it was, it was hard on me. <laughs> Yeah, and after a few hours of them doing that, I went and got them chicken. One chicken. <laughs> it's the truth. Ask them. <laughs> Sometimes I might miss my old strength, but I never want to be that young again. I don't want to have that many years left on this crazy, Amen. fallen earth. So the question is, how do you see him? The last verse says, the hills melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. Do you understand? God doesn't have, he's not in this big tassel, in this big fight, this back and forth. You can't take my Joe. You can't have my church. He, he walks in and the hills melt. He doesn't even have to say hills. They just melt at the presence of your God. And you all got hills in your life. Did it to you and I? They look, dear Lord, I'll never. It's them. Oh my gosh. And I probably spent the first umpteen thousand years of my saved life doing that under the pressure of building all this. And I would beg God to help me stop it. Just rip it. We'll rip it up. We'll throw it away. We won't do it, Lord. It's going to be so much debt. It's going to take too much energy. It's impossible to pay off. I'll never be alive when it. It's paid off. It's, it's paid off. It's just insane how the Lord does. And, and just yesterday, I mean, you might not, I'm sure it'll mean something to you in your life, how you do stuff, but it was a dream of, we've got to have a, and I drove her over here, walked around and said, look, here's your dream. It's real. Touch it. There's your playground. And it's not one that falls over. It's not one that, you know, someone made for us. It's nice and it's paid for. God, how do you do that stuff? You live like this. 
And God's wanting to break this this morning. Amen. He really is. He's wanting to break this. Isaiah 40, verse 12 says, Who hath measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and meted or measured out heaven with a span and comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure and weighed the mountains and scales in the hills in a balance. Do you understand that? God's creating heaven. He's got this balance like this. He's going, hmm, where should I put Mount Everest? I think I'll put Mount Everest on that side of this world. And I think I'll put Mount St. Helen over there. He's got them in the scales of his hands. And in dust, he goes, yeah, well, let's just make some earth. This is the Lord in the span. Do you know what that means? That's the tip of this finger to the thumb. Like, that's how he's measuring stuff out. Yeah, well, we'll put the world there. You're God. I mean, you, you live like this, and some of you might not even have a 12-inch. You might have this. And you're feeling choked, and you can't breathe, and you're depressed, and you're despondent. The enemy, he don't care. He's just going to choke you to death. Psalms 89.6 says, For who in the heavens can be compared unto the Lord? Yeah. Who? Who's the most awesome person you'd want to be? And I don't mean to make you sick, but... Would it be LeBron James? Can he be compared to who I'm trying to describe? That guy's pretty bad. Ooh, he's an awesome ball player. He's awesome. But can he be compared to him who is indescribable? Or are you a Mike guy? Is it Mike, what's his name? Jordan. Or, I mean, is it Bill Gates? Because he's got money coming out of money having money. Should we compare him to Almighty God. The Bible's asking you, who are you going to compare to me? Who are you going to compare to me this morning? Jeez, and we do, we idolize certain people. And For who in heaven can be compared unto the Lord? Who among the sons of the mighty can be looked or be likened unto the Tom Brady? I mean, that guy's crazy. Unbelievable. Most guys don't even make it to the Super Bowl. He's won seven of them on different teams. It has to be Brady. Think of that. It's almost a sin to even say the name Tom Brady comparing it to the Lord. What? The Lord is indescribable. So think of this stuff. What are you asking God for today? What are you needing badly? Remember, a lot of stuff we don't have because what's the Bible say? We ask amiss. We ask it to consume it, to want it ourselves. It would be awesome to have that. Yeah, God says, you ain't getting that. It's just like with your kitties. Daddy, can I have no? <laughs> no way. No, you're not. So what are you asking God for? What are you asking God to do? That lines up with the word of God. 2 Kings 6.17 says this, and here's another thing we need to do. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee open his eyes that we may see. You're not going to come to Christ or believe in Christ because you're just a good guy. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses, chariots of fire around about Elisha. Now, what his uh, helper saw 
was to cancel culture, the demise of a nation, the ruining of the American dream, the families destroyed, drug abuse has overwhelmed everybody. That's what he was saying with his little 12-inch. And God is saying, open up his eyes. And I want your eyes to be open today that you can comprehend the greatness and the majesty. Are you getting any kind of a glimpse of God this morning? Are you really trying to move that flesh to believe God? Can you, can you be sitting there going, could, 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 could this be true? Is he telling us the truth? Is God that awesome? All right, you figured out. Uh, Psalms 2.8 tells you what to do. Ask of me. Now, your asking's got to line up with the Word of God. So you've got to know the Word of God so you can ask according to the Word of God. So it says, Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thy inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possessions. In other words, God is saying absolutely nothing is impossible with me. If your life lines up with the Word of God, and you start praying and asking, because you have the mind of God, so you'll start speaking the various things that God wants you and use you in your life. God says, hey, nothing I won't do for you. I'll give you the heathen if you ask. When you live like this, you don't ask. You don't see it. You don't believe it. Even though God is telling you, just like he told me, go outside. Go look. What do you think the heavens are there for? What do you think they're up there for? It does. It says it. It declares God's glory. So when you're going, the enemy's going, you're nothing, you're a piece of garbage, you'll never be nothing. Excuse me, I'm going outside. Go outside. Catch the sunrise. Catch the sunset. Even the storms declare the glory of God. Or you'll hear some eagle shriek way up there just gliding. And then at night, oh my gosh, they're all preaching at you. Declaring the glory of God, the greatness and the vastness. What is your problem this morning? Amen. What is it? Psalm 71, 18. Now this is where... <laughs> Exactly what I'm doing today. Now that I am old and gray, I tell the Lord this too, don't abandon me. Now that I'm old and gray, don't abandon me, O oh God. But this is what I want to do. Let me proclaim your power to this new generation. Don't get away from it. Don't just have church. When we're dead and gone, don't. Don't. This is for you, New Hope. New Hope, don't let that happen. Hang on to the glory and the power and the excitement of serving Almighty God. Amen. Now that I am old and gray, the psalmist said, do not abandon me, O God. Let me proclaim your power to this new generation, your mighty miracles to all who come after me. Yes, yes after me. Gosh, you know, many times I am a buffoon. I am. I'll admit it. Stream it. I am. Yeah, I was just going to say, there's a lot of friends I have. <laughs> Over about where the youth garage is, on back, 
was a gully. I mean, it was deep. You drive trucks, cars, a bunch of them in there, you'd never find them. It was huge, and it ruined our whole back. Someone said they're going to put a tune crossing. I didn't even know what that meant. And they're going to put 50, oh, there's all kinds of stuff over there, right? All kinds. So someone found out from here, went over and said, look, if you need to dump dirt, we have such a hole. You can put everything in it. Guys, said, no way. We got it right down to the inches. Three weeks later, they come back. We said, we fired the guy. He messed everything up. We can bring you 90 truckloads a day. That's true. You're unmoved. <laughs> just, you should have been here. I'm watching truck after truck after truck. They have piles of dirt everywhere. I'm going, thank you, Lord. What am I going to do? I can't move the dirt. <laughs> Wasn't long. Someone said, here you go. You can have this. All I had to do was buy diesel for the tractor to push the dirt, and someone estimated they had $150,000 worth of dirt right across from the street they didn't have to drive far. And now it has a playground on it, has a park back there, <laughs> has a garage, a youth center. It's crazy what God will do. And, and I wasn't walking on water thinking, I know God's going to do it. No, I'm going, oh, God, what am I going to do, God? Well, can you have enough guts to go outside? Oh, my gosh. Lord, you're awesome. Yes. I hope that's what you can do today. Psalms 147.4 says this. He determines the number of the stars. Go outside and go count them. I mean, seriously, take the biggest scope, telescope you can go count them. I mean, because you're, you're sitting out, and I know you're thinking, it's totally ridiculous. You're, yeah, it is ridiculous. But God says he determines the number of the stars. Not only that, he gives to all of them their names. Their names. Their names. There's creatures and animals they still haven't found. This is 2021. Five gig whatever that thing's called. So what? there's animals. A, a tsunami comes, throws up stuff they didn't even know existed. What's that? that God created all this. It's spoken into existence. And then he's out there saying, there's star so-and-so, there's star there. I'll name that star. And that. So this is your God. Bring your problem to God today. Gee, crisp. He determines the number of the stars. He gives to all of them their names. Great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. I can't measure it. You understand, this stuff, stuff doesn't work with God. You're going to go like that to try to figure out how far this planet is from that planet? It doesn't work. It's beyond us. And all the time, God's going, well, not me. Here, I'll hang Pluto there and Jupiter there. This is one little Milky Way thing. And they're all over the place. And he's got them all out there, measuring them like this. And you're going, my problem. So you've got to quit looking through my skylight. Stop looking through it. Go outside and look up. Start telling people, hey, what can't my God do? 
start speaking it into you, start believing it. You have to, you'll start hearing yourself saying. Psalms 33, 6, New Living Translation says this. Listen to this. Get this, because you don't. Just like the dirt. You didn't see it, so you know, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah, yeah. That's a, who remembers that? Who was here? See, you're, most of you are gone. <laughs> do you remember that, Bruce? Dirt after dirt after dirt after dirt. Coming from nowhere. The Lord merely spoke and the heavens were created. He breathed the word and all the stars were born. Remember, we heard that guy say he's a God-breathing. He's a star-breathing God-maker. Something. <laughs> I'm butchering it, but God is awesome. I can't even speak right, and he's breathing scars. He is. And man, with all his, a man can do some things, right? I mean, he can do some stuff. He hasn't scratched the surface. Can you imagine God sitting above everything? It's just a man. He's sitting above everything, and man's going three, two, one. <laughs> some little rocket. <laughs> God's going. Think of it, how awesome God is, and how big and massive and powerful He is. Well, and we're at that point, so if you're sitting home streaming and you didn't get in your car and drive here, bye. <laughs> you can't. 